1: Radio Red in the house. My goodness, it's Halloween here in the U.S. and I think around the world. I'm not sure how it got that far from us. If you're doing something on Halloween, I hope you're safe. I hope the candy is good and clean and I hope you don't get spooked too much by too many ghosts and goblins and witchy people. So there. This is Read My Lips Radio as the gentleman that was the voice of Ryan Treasure, formerly at Voice America Radio, one of my favorite voiceover people. As he said, I talk to creative people, and that doesn't mean they sing and they dance and they paint and they do art. We're all creating our lives. We're all creating who we are. Last I checked... Robin, Nancy, and Christine, my three esteemed guests who I'll introduce in just a couple of minutes. I didn't come with a manual when I popped out of my mom. She helped create me, my dad did, and I've been creating my own life ever since. We're all improving it. So we're going to talk about that today. But first, we have to do a shout out to a very special lady who is out trick-or-treating with her best friend's grandson. (sighs) What can I tell you? It's LLL. Ladies, on the count of three, we're all going to say, happy Halloween, L L L. I'm changing it. Ready? Happy Halloween. One, two, three. Happy Halloween. L. Josh, that was one of the best. Josh is my engineer, and hello to Josh, and thank you for being here. Oh, my goodness. So it is the 31st of October. The year <laughs> is just zipping by. Thankfully, we're all here to say that. Isn't that wonderful? It's the 304th day of 2022 of the Gregorian calendar, and I always do a thank you to Greg, Gregory, Grego, Greggy, whatever his mommy called him. We're still using that calendar. Can you believe that? I don't know how long ago it was. 61 days left. This is the 44th Monday. We are in Scorpio which started on October 23rd, the eighth astrological sign of the Zodiac. And the reason I give the countdown for the number of days left is because, Robin, if you want to make Kahlua in the sink in your garage, you better start now so those flavors are melding. Nancy, you might want to take the still for the prohibition era that somebody left in the back of your house and crank it up because you're going to need to do that. And Christine, if you want to go online to a website where they're selling wine and exotic liqueurs, it's going to be sold out any day like now, any day from now. So I'm telling you, ladies, you got to get ready if you want to celebrate. And we all are going to be celebrating. Hope 2023 is a really much, much better year. There we go. So let me tell you who my special guests are today. Oh, I didn't tell you who LLL is. It's lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And I've been trying to get her to move to London. And I was going to move to London, but I moved to Loudoun, Tennessee by mistake. No, I love it here. But anyway, I've been trying to do a fictitious GoFundMe for a lovely, lanky Laura Legs for years to get her to move to a place with an L. London was way too hot and there's just too much political turmoil. So I told her she'd have to move to Larchmont, which is near Weisselman. She said no. So if anybody wants to nominate a place with an L that's not London, she's not coming here to Loudoun, although I'd love to have her neighbor, we'll we'll take up the the cause for that. So thank you. That's who she is. Thank you very much. Let me tell who my guests are. Just wave hello when you are called, your name is called, then you'll introduce yourself in just a minute. Christine Van Horn is a certified emergency manager. There she is, author of the book's Captain Character and Teach Your Children Timeless Truths in Uncertain Times. I love that. It's a tongue twister. And creator of the online program for adults and children, Wisdom, Decisions, Foundational Values. Christine Van Horn. So nice to have you here. I met you at the Publicity Summit a couple months ago and delighted to have you. So thank you. Just say hello.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: Thank you. Oh, I'm I'm delighted. And we're wave hello to Facebook, everybody. Go wave hello. There we go. And now we have Nancy Orlin Weber, who is, well. I ran out of room putting your bio here in my notes, Nancy. Seriously, she's an RN. She's a minister. She's a medical intuitive, an animal communicator. She is a medium. She is a psychic. She's a jewelry creator. She's a pen and ink artist. She is a psychic detective working with law enforcement, and she wrote a book, The Life of a Psychic Detective. Nancy, how dare you? Wave hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Thank you very much. That's the kind of bio that Benjamin Franklin, they're writing for people like him from from years ago, years later, all of the things he did. And I know that Christine and Robin have similar, but we're more focused on what they're doing right now. And Robin hit, say hello. Robin is an adoptive mom. She's a life and business coach. She is a facilitator in the work of Dr. Brené Brown. Called certified daring way we're going to talk about that and she's the author of the upcoming book open-eyed adoption real help for those parenting adoptees so i'm radio red and i'm calling this episode creativity is not scary or spooky in honor of halloween welcome 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 i just love doing the show i have to tell you ladies if you think i'm up just because of you that's part of it but every monday no matter what happened in my life on a monday i do the show monday evening and it's just like a boost. It's just a, a spiritual boost. It's an energy boost. And I'm so happy to be here. So let's go around the table. Christine Van Horn, I'm putting you on full speaker view. We would like you to tell us a little more about what you do. And what does creativity mean to you? Christine, I'm so honored to have you here. Please introduce oh, thank yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I've been a certified
3: emergency manager for 30 years. And I uh, retired from from that work. And so now I'm able to really focus on the things that I want to do. And uh, that is really teaching character and teaching mentorship. So I'm I'm combining those two. Um, I've written a book for older children and family reading time called Captain Character. It's teaching character through the eyes of a superhero. And uh, my latest book, Teach Your Children Timeless Truths and Uncertain Times, is a tongue twister. And uh, like you said, (laughs) and and it's really teaching adults how to mentor the young people in their lives. There's so many things that um, we just, uh, you know, have kind of forgotten about, you know, a lot of character traits and things like that. So uh, I'm just trying to bring that back into society.
1: And that's kind of my mission. I appreciate that. And what an interesting mission. We don't, we don't talk about that too often. I know we've seen heroes and heroines mm-hmm. fall off their pedestals, whichever, whoever put them on them and what they deserve to do to be there or not over the past, you sports heroes. And I won't even get into politics. We don't discuss that on the show. But we've seen the, the icons, of the people we look up to. And the question is, how do we teach our children character if we don't have that around us? to want to share somebody else's value. So bravo to you, Christine. Very, very interesting. That's a, well, we'll talk more about that. Thank you so much. Let's go to Nancy Orlin Weber. Nancy, welcome. I'm putting you on speaker view. We want to hear from you. You could pick any one of the 900 attributes of creativity that I read in your bio. So just pick three or four, because we don't have three hours. Go ahead, Nancy. (laughs) Very, very welcome. Go ahead.
2: Thank you, Radio Red. When I considered what you asked, I'd like to start with that first. I think everything is creativity. I think getting up and deciding what to wear takes creativity. I think styling your hair takes creativity. What kind of glasses I'd rather wear? What color? So for me, it's all about creativity. And when it's inspired, it's usually for me inspired because of a need, either in myself or others. And I learned early on as a nurse, it made me very much into a natural networker, which to me was about connecting. And that's creativity. How do you put two separate issues together and come out with a great solution? How do you put three? How do you put five? And so it was the same thing when I got into being a psychic detective. I was asked to do it. I had been working in the field. I know, kind of funny. I've run nonprofits. I've done a host of things. But when they asked me, what I found was it answered a lot of things about creativity and inspiration and passion. It brought it all together because without creativity, even the best looking and desiring to make a difference can't. They don't. They have to use that inspiration, that creative connecting. And so it's everything to me. It's everything I do. It's everything I'm about.
1: Thank you. And, and I really need you, Nancy, to define a psychic detective. What is it oh. that you do? What did they ask you to do? What do you do? Go ahead.
2: <laughs> oh, OK. So several that's of that's the good. things are first, I may be able to uh, talk to the victim who is no longer on earth or on earth not there, like three missing children, abducted somewhere. Uh, I was in conversation with them for nine months until we got them. When we got them back, all the list of things I thought they told me were true. So that's part of it. But I worked with the sheriff's investigator who needed to know where they were. And all I would do is ask them to show me in my own mind as a psychic, where you are. And they would show me, near an ocean by a street. I said, show me the street sign. So that's part of it. But with the murder, I will walk into a room where it's a fresh crime scene. I will walk into the place and I will go over to something that stands out to me as something's off. For me, creativity is also about when things are resolved, calmer, it brings everything together. Whether it's making peace for the victim, getting the murderer to come and confess, it's all soul to soul. So creativity, if you don't have creativity in knowing how to put aside everything and just going for soul and what's the soul and where it is, then I can't do the work. But that's how I do the work in everything I do.
1: Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. Very, very very unusual. Let's go around the table to Robin Hitt. Robin spells her last name H-I-T-T. If you want to look her up, we're going to talk about creativity in adoption. Robin, welcome. So happy to have you here. Let's hear from you. Who are you? What do you do? What's creativity to you?
4: Thank Mm -hmm. you, Red, for having me. I am an adoptive mom. I'm a a retired nurse. Um, And as I was raising our children, I started seeing things that I didn't understand. And I just, uh, Mm -hmm. through the years, just felt less and less equipped for the job. And you might say that's parenting in general, but uh, things just sort of didn't, you know, come together until uh, they were out of college for me. And I kind of had this meltdown of, wow, I'm, I'm seeing something and I need to find out what it is. So I started asking other adoptive parents around the nation. I started interviewing adult adoptees age 22 to 72 and uh, doctors, therapists, and come to find out There was a whole lot that I wish I'd have known. And I wrote the book, Open-Eyed Adoption, to encourage and equip adoptive parents as well as adult adoptees to better understand their own challenges.
1: So that's why I did it. (laughs) Very, very interesting. And what, uh, Robin, what gave you the motivation to write a book? I I ask that sometimes of my author guests. I've I've been trying to write a book for two years and it's, I moved and that was my excuse to put it away for a while. I'm not sure I want to get back. I had a lot of fun getting the first 200 pages, but I'm not sure what I want to do with it. What what gave you the impetus to say, yeah, I think there's a market for this. I think there's an audience. I'd like to help them to actually write the book. Just tell me a little bit about, did it come to you one day and you said, all my knowledge, I want to put it in a book. How did that happen? Kind
4: of. um, It came in in little sound bites. You know, I started taking notes after I would interview somebody just very off the cuff, not anything for a book. And pretty soon I just kept talking and talking to people. I got so encouraged that I wasn't alone. And I kept hearing this recurring theme. I feel like such a failure. I kept hearing that over and over and over, I mean, across the nation. And I thought, wow, there's something to this. And if If I have felt this way and all these other adoptive parents, I have to help people. And it's almost like uh, without getting too spooky, I I just kind of had this inner, uh, I kept hearing uh, people say, please write the book. We need help. And of course, I didn't hear that audibly, but just uh, there's just a strong, like, you got to get this out. So it just sort of evolved. Um, I just kept taking notes. Kept interviewing people. And pretty soon I thought, I have a body of work here that needs to get out. So that's why.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. And Christine, let me ask you the same question. When you started studying and talking about character and working with people and you decided to write your many books, The Captain Character, how did that idea come to you? That to me is one of the ultimate creativity is creating a fictional character. There's so much responsibility that goes in that. What are the character traits? what do they look like? what do they represent? what will people think and feel and see will they embrace it? Am I offending anybody? <laughs> so no. no, I mean when you pick the character are oh, you yeah, pick, no. yeah yeah so christine, just just briefly tell us a little bit about how did you decide to create a character i I think that's a fabulously creative way to write a book. Talk to me. I wasn't planning on it. (laughs) I wasn't planning on
3: it. Um, I had taught a a class uh, called uh, Character Club for kids, but I was just in a a conference uh, on mentorship and, you know, with coaches and coaching and, and it just seemed to come to me. You know, I think the Lord kind of dropped that in my spirit and I wrote those words down and I didn't know what it meant. I had no thought whatsoever of creating a character, you know, and and I really ended up by doing that. I just, as I was writing, the creativity flowed, you know, there was something to it. And, and I, you know, looked around the world and character is something that is not spoken about enough. And I just felt that this could be a, you know, an something for a family audience or older kids. And, and it's become you know something that I think could be good for family reading time as well. So I've you know, developed parent guides so they can follow along
1: with it. Thank you very much. And I'll tell you about creativity flowing. Mm-hmm. I talk about this often on these shows. I decided to write a romantic comedy, a play about five years ago, four years ago. And I said to myself, where do I start? Well, I start with format. So I went and looked up Playwriting 101 online, and somebody had a website where you could just copy the format with the font and the spacing and the, the size. It was, I think, Helvetica 12, and it was a certain amount of spacing, the letting in between, and this is how you set up your scene, you just define your characters, you define the relationships, and this is how you open a scene, and this is how you close a scene, this is how you write dialogue. Mm-hmm. I copied it into a, into a document, and I started writing. I think a couple of days later, I wrote from 1 to 4 a.m., I think for five days after work, full-time work, and uh, I had my play. And I did two more like that. And I just was looking. I needed the structure to legitimatize. But I'm trying to tell you, Christine, that the characters just came out of me. They poured. They were ready. I knew who they were. I knew where they met. I knew what they looked like. I knew what kind of a a sandwich they would eat. I knew what kind (laughs) of a purse she had. I knew what kind of a restaurant they would go on their first date. I knew how long the relationship would last. I knew what his mother was going to say. I knew what his Naugahyde uh, recliner chair (laughs) looked like in his man den, his I, I knew it it was just there and Isn't I know it, it is it's just in you it's just in you it and is. when I've had people read the plays in reading groups I've i formed reading salons I called them uh, I put my play just on, on a table with a bunch of printouts of dialogues monologues and somebody picked it up and they started reading it in this group I was leading and I said oh where'd that come from oh my god I wrote that it was so <laughs> funny it was so good
3: <laughs> it's amazing when it flows out of you like that
1: It is. It just, it's there. It's just there. I think it's time for me to write another play. Thank you very much, (laughs) ladies, for, for talking about this. My show, as you know, is not scripted. We're not doing a webinar with slides. I'm not forcing you to do an interview for 30 minutes till we're all bored to tears. No, it's just a conversation, and that's what we're having, and I'm so, so delighted. So let's go into our opening quotes. I've asked each of you to pick a quote from a fictional character in a movie or TV show or from a song. And Christine, I have some news for you. The quote you picked is from a song by Pete Seeger, the Limeliters, and the birds. They all did the song and Pete Didn't Seeger know? wrote it in the 50s, recorded it in 59. The lyrics were first eight verses of the third chapter of the biblical book of Ecclesiastes. I think you probably yes. know that. And it was released in 1962 Uh, On the folk group, the Limelighters album, Folk Matinee, and a few months later, Seeger released it on his The Bitter and the Sweet. But, 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 1965, it became an international hit when it was adapted by the American folk rock group, The Birds, with a Y if you're too young to know, it's not with the I. It entered the U.S. chart at number 80 on October 23rd, and it hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 less than two months later on December 4th, and the song is Turn, Turn, Turn. I'm getting chills here. And the line Christine picked is, there is a season, turn, turn, turn. I try not to sing on my shows because it really ruins it. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. I I passed. So I want you to please explain to us, explain what this has to do with creativity. Christine, go ahead. I think we all have seasons in our life.
3: You know, when I worked full-time, I had a specific job that I needed to do. And I didn't have that ability to have that creativity in me. Uh, and when I retired, I don't like the word retired, because I just kind of changed what my mission was in life. And uh, it was a season. And turn, 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 it's always changing. And so, you know, I think we all go through those things in our lives. And we need to roll with it, I think and let the creativity flow through us when we we do.
1: But it just represents the change in our lives for the positive. Thank you very much. And it reminds me of a David Bowie lyric, quite more recent. The song is changes and the line is change, change, turn and face the strange. Mm. Very, very interesting. And guests on on my business shows sometimes <laughs> use that as their opening quote, because we can't believe the world we're in right now from 5, 10, 20 years ago in industry and in manufacturing and in, in uh, how companies are run turn and face the strange. So turn, turn, turn. Thank you very much, Christine. Well done. Let's go to Nancy Orlin Weber. And you have picked a line from a Garth Brooks song, a little more recent, 1992. The song is We Shall Be Free, co-written with Stephanie Davis, recorded by country music artist Garth Brooks. It was the first single from his album, The Chase. It appears on others. It reached number 12 on the Billboard Hot Country Singles and Tracks in 1992. And it was his first single to miss the top 10, Because some radio stations banned it, Nancy. You know that. And it reminds me of Imagine by John Lennon, the, some of the same. An ordinary man imagines a world where all people are free from earthly oppressions. It covers world hunger, freedom of speech, homeless, oh my goodness, homophobia, racism, oh my goodness, freedom of religion. He performed it in a 1966 episode of Muppets Tonight with the Muppets. He did it at a gay rights march in D.C. and at the We Are One concert at the Lincoln Memorial during the Obama inaugural in 2009. And the song is We Shall Be Free. And here's the line Nancy picked. And the First thing we look for is the beauty within. What a beautiful line. Nancy, how'd you pick this and what does it have to do with creativity? Go ahead.
2: Every single thing. <laughs> souls are beautiful, souls are intact. I think the only problem we ever run into is when we disconnect from that. It is everything to me. We are not our body mind, we live in it. It's a gift. And every time Garth Brooke ever sang that song, I flew out to uh, uh, Reno, I think it was, or Vegas, Reno, long before he became popular. And I saw he was on the cover and I called the radio station. I said, he's playing tonight, I have to come. I flew in from the East Coast, I must see him. They said, if you can get here in half an hour, I'll give you two free tickets. And uh-huh. so my husband and I, but I have made my husband wait online 5 a.m. in the morning for tickets. Uh, Garth sings from the soul and the heart and is not afraid to call the truth. So for me, the beauty within is what he is telling us about everything and every line in that song is please folks, cut out your prejudices. The soul is filled with creativity. It will find solutions for everything and everybody in every way. And so we have to trust that we are directly connected to the creator of creativity. I think creativity is just what
1: life has been
2: created from.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's, it gets it gets back to pretty basic roots, doesn't it, Nancy? Thank <laughs> you very much. And let's go to Robin. Robin Head has selected a... This is not the line that usually is quoted from this movie. She's picked the movie, oh, my goodness gracious, The Princess Bride, 1987 American fantasy adventure comedy <gasps> film. So it's a fantasy, it's adventure, it's comedy. Probably got a couple of drama pieces in there, too. The Tale. <gasps> Buttercup, a young woman living on a farm in the fictional kingdom of Florin, whenever she tells farmhand Wesley to do something, he complies, saying, and here's the line, as you wish. The two fall in love, and Wesley leaves to seek his fortune overseas so they can marry. When his ship is attacked by the dread pirate Roberts, who's infamous for never leaving any survivors, Wesley is presumed dead. Oh, my goodness. The the actor who played Wesley is Carrie, and I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Elwes or Elvez? Do you know? No I idea. it was Elwes. But Elwes, I'll, I'll go with that, E-L-W-E-S. So anyway, um, it became a cult film, considered one of the best films of the 1980s, one of Rob Reiner's best works. It's number 50 on Bravo's The 100 Funniest Movies, number 88 on the AFI's 100 Years 100 Passions list of the 100 greatest film love stories. And it even made the 50 greatest comedy film list, blah, blah, blah. It's in the Library of Congress. And the line that is usually quoted, Robin, is, Inconceivable, by Wallace Shawn's character. I don't think he knows what that means. Inconceivable. So I'm glad you picked a different line from the movie. Thank you very much. Robin, what does this have to do with creativity? Rescue me here, please. As you wish. It's so inviting
4: to me. It gives permission to do what you feel. And um, I just love that. So often we're told no uh, before we finish asking and to me, when I saw the movie years ago, I was like, "Oh, that's so freeing!" And as you wish, and it just kept coming up. Um, so for me, it's about giving permission to be creative and and to just go with what you're feeling.
1: That's what I like about it. Thank you very much. So it could be as you wish, as I wish.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh ah,
1: interesting. And I want to tell you that today. I, I moved here 31 days ago, and the house is pretty much set up. Thank you to my friend Nancy, who lives across the street, a different Nancy who's been here almost daily helping me unpack and move and decorate and all that wonderful, wonderful people and her husband, Don. But today, I had some time in between conference calls and radio shows and writing and paying bills and setting up and negotiating with Sirius FM for a better renewal rate than the one they're going to give me, XM, you know? I only drive the car once a week. I don't need to pay that much money to have, you know, uh, anyway, we knew they can negotiate a rate with you. Don't don't be afraid of them. Anyway, I did three things I haven't done in a while. I picked up my Quest headset and I did a short meditation on a beach. And I let this woman's voice just help me relax. And when I see the water coming in over the rocks and coming on the sand, I cry. Mm-hmm. Sitting alone in my living room, my headset on with my my uh, controllers, I cry the water makes and that's how I know that I'm really relaxed and I'm in a meditation place. <laughs> Reminds me of the people I've lost in my life. I don't know why it's just a signal for me. And then I went out in my my little sunroom, which was a sunroom, and I turned it into an art room. And I I uh, put Venetian blinds in there so nobody can see because it's on the dark side of the house. You can see out to the yard. And I put my mom's great big, you know, remember the dining room tables that have the sides that collapse down, and you have the leaves and you well yeah. collapse down. It's a drop leaf table, and I have a great big glass top for my dining room table. Unfortunately, when I was moving, I bumped into the glass horsey legs underneath it, and broke one of them in pieces. So I took the big glass top, and I put it on top of the drop leaf folded down, and put a pad underneath it. So that's my new art table, and I put all my paints there and everything. So today I took, I painted two hundred paintings when I was in Durham. Oh my God, I need another house to put them up. No, you're not going to put them all. up. Anyway, so I took an old painting that was okay, a small one. It was like twelve by twelve, and I did my creative. Uh, I did my my. Paint pouring, I do acrylic paint pouring. I put them in an egg crate. I uh, brought some plastic egg cartons with me and I layered the paint and I spilled it on and then I tilted it and just sat there and watched the shapes take Mm -hmm. form. And I did it twice more and I'm very happy with it. It's drying on the porch now. And then I went into my music room, which is the middle bedroom, and I played my drums. And I haven't played Mm -hmm. in months. And I played my drums. So I meditated and I played drums and I painted today in between a very busy schedule. And I said to myself, I need to get back to that creative part. Oh, yeah. I need to get back to it. And I did that mm-hmm. today and I'm making that declaration. So all of you will hold me to it. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you all, thank you for picking really interesting quotes and thank you for sharing them and your thoughts on creativity. Let's go to the part of the show where you've all sent me four statements on creativity. I'm going to pick one from each of you. I will read it and ask you to take a couple minutes and explain what it means. So, Christine, I like your statement number. I liked them all, actually. But statement number four, you say, I'll read it. Creativity is a conversation you should have with yourself daily. Learn to get inspired by something you see, something you read, something you think about. Think about creative ways to teach your children. I can do something better. Don't be afraid to talk with yourself. It doesn't have to be verbal. I know that Nancy can appreciate that, right? Spirit to spirit. You don't have to open your mouth. And this, to me, Christine, goes with your number two, which is keep a journal. When ideas come, write them down right away. So to me, that conversation with yourself and keep a journal, I'm putting those two together. So Christine, can you take a couple minutes, please, and Mm -hmm. tell me where this comes from, please? Absolutely. Um, I think we need to have conversations with ourselves.
3: Um, You know, thoughts are going to come in. Why not they be thoughts that we kind of help put there to put us on a pathway of creativity? And so like when I was doing Captain Character, I would get inspired by Things that I would see on TV or just, you know, the clothes I wanted to have him wear or the characters that were there. And I would, I wouldn't be talking to myself. I could have, but you know, I I had that that dialogue. What what is that? What do I want him to be? Who who do I want him to have as friends? What are his family like? What does he like? You know, what does he want to do? And so I would have those internal dialogue, you know, conversations with myself, really, you know, just trying to get that character developed. But I, I believe in having a journal, and these are connected. So I even keep a pad of paper by my bedside because mm-hmm. I often get creative thoughts like mm, right before I go to sleep or in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And if you don't write them down, you're not going to remember them like they should be remembered in the morning. So uh, they I- go poof. <laughs> they they do. They do. So um, I, I have a real journal, but I also keep paper with me and a little notepad in my purse and a little, you know, note recorder and, and things because you need to document those things when you have those thoughts. Those conversations with yourself need to be documented um, because, you know, it, you need that
1: to have the creativity flow. Thank you very much. And what I do is I set up a, a, a message to myself on iMessage so I can text a message to myself or I'll email myself. If I see a quote on a TV show that I'd like to use in a radio, I'll just say, so-and-so said this, and I'll just email it to myself and keep it unread so that it pops up to the top when I filter the unread. So I do that. By, by the way, that's how I do my grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I take pictures of things just before I run out of them or, or the empty carton, or I just write a note, you know, ketchup. Ketchup. Twenty-four ounce upside-down bottle, and I'll take pictures. And when I go to the grocery store, I just open up my phone and go to the photos, and I have my whole grocery list right there, exactly what I want. I've been doing that for a long time. Anyway, That's a creative thing. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now let's go to Nancy. And Nancy, I'm going to combine your statement number one and three. Let me read them, and then we'll go with them. You say, "Inspiring concepts that bring me to joy." That's creativity. When winter was coming, I chose to crochet for indigenous children to bring warmth to my heart. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number three, you say you failed at doodling until you decided it was time to learn how to draw. You expected, I expected, this is the voice of Nancy, my drawings would be bold. Instead, they were delicate, funny characters. Who am I? Nancy, very well done, very interesting. Go talk to me, what what does this all mean? (laughs) First, I have to say, I identify with everything everybody is saying.
2: Uh, I've always experimented with finding out who I am. So when when I wanted to learn how to draw, I picked up a book. I didn't want to read it, so I took just the instructions and started with a paper and pen, and a pencil. And then I decided, well, what about both hands? I don't always use the other hand. So I close my eyes. I take pencils in both. Close my eyes and draw. And I thought, oh, this is fascinating. They each have a different way. Hmm. Writing, chopsticks, eating. I'm ambidextrous by choice. I chose to become that many years ago. I wanted to know. Well, wait a minute. I always use the right hand as the smart hand, but it really is the hand that goes out to the public a lot. They all know I write with my right hand. I, whatever, and my poor left hand is. Treated like a dummy. I'm not going to do that to my that left hand. So I started teaching my left hand and telling my right hand to please help my left hand learn how to zip up, learn how to eat with fork, learn how to eat with chopsticks. So now I can do pretty much most things. My writing isn't great with the left, but I found that when I write with the left, more things come that are very different. They're much more of the subconscious and the and the deeper levels. Because I've slowed down. I don't know what's coming out. I'm I'm not automatically thinking. So everything I've ever done was about that. I knew winter would be very hard for me. I normally go in the South. I have a disability born with that makes cold very difficult for me to handle. So I thought, well, I'm here. I'm staying here again. And it's been the second year. And oh, no, what can I do to make a big difference? And then I realized, well, who has it harder? Children in the cold, the poor, and the adults. So I picked up something I hadn't done in decades: crochet.
1: And little by little, I had buckets of wool. Yes. Bucket. Don't we? Don't we? Don't some of us all? Yes. I loved it. I had so much fun,
2: and uh, I have friends who are Mohawk who can bring it to the Head Start. For children oh, and goodness. so I made about a hundred different items, scarves, mittens, caps, oh, wow. and in between doing everything else. So everything to me mm-hmm. is exploration and don't bore myself because I'm trouble if I bore myself,
1: right? Everybody I, raise your hand. Come on. Christine, you don't want to okay. bore yourself. And Robin, you need come up. We know. I think creative people, I I suspect we're all, I think I know we're all type A personalities. We cannot stand to be bored. It just, it's a terrible thing. It just feels bad. It looks bad. It tastes bad. It's just not a place you want to be. Uh, You know, Nancy, I'm really surprised that you cannot commit to anything once you start. I mean, you only made a hundred hats and mittens and all that. I mean, seriously, Nancy, I love what you said. Thank you very much. (laughs) I I had to drive the point home with a little bit of reverse humor there. Thank you very much. Robin, I'm going to combine all four of your statements because I think they all go together. Uh, One, two, and four, and then I'll add three last. So Robin says, creativity is a becoming process. I wrote a book. Creativity adds beauty to our lives and the world. I paint pictures. Creativity requires courage. When you create, you subject yourself to criticism from yourself and others. I like you put yourself. And creativity assists in healing and lifts our spirits. When your mom died, you began to paint as she did in her life. So let's not get to the sad part right away. But the becoming process, that's what I want you to talk about, beauty and uplifting spirit. What is it about a becoming process? That's a new phrase for me. Robin?
4: Yeah, it's not um, usually... You know, we think of creativity as pow or boom. You know, like you throw some paint on a wall and whatever sticks. But for me, and I think a lot of people, you know, the Sistine Chapel was—I don't know how long that took—and <laughs> um, it's just it's just a becoming. You know, it's not only what you're working on, but you yourself are becoming someone different in the process. Um, and when my mom died and, you know, we were really close and she was a painter and I didn't know that I could paint at all. So, uh, she was about to die and she said, I want to give you my easel, my paints and my canvases. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I just didn't want to not take them, but I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do with these. So then after she passed, uh, just one day I got them out and I thought, well, OK, let me look. And I, I put together the easel, put the canvas, the white canvas, the empty big canvas up on the easel. I took a brush and put it in some paint and did a stroke. And my heart started beating faster. And I, I just I think I just went. Oh! And um, I, that was the first time for me that I realized, oh, my gosh, I think I I think I can create something. And um, that was the beginning of me painting and I've painted a lot since then. And what happened is I realized that it takes courage to create because I, you know, I, I, thought, well, what if I don't like it? What if someone in my family hates it? What if everyone else hates it? And then I just thought, but I am compelled to continue. So once I, once I finished one painting I painted another and then another. And then that courage gave me impetus to do some research and then to become a life coach. And then from there to become a certified Daring Way facilitator uh, in the work of Dr. Brene Brown. Then I began leading workshops on uh, resilience, courage, wholehearted living, connection, shame, resilience, uh, all these things. And then I wrote a book about adoption. And so I think it's a stepping stone. I think creativity does take courage. Uh, in the meantime, we become different people if we don't quit. So
1: I I like that. Well I I want to jump in here for a second, Rob. And a guest on the show several months ago, a lady on one of my one of these Read My Lip shows said we were talking about how do you the characteristics of creativity. And she said to me it's courageous. Yes. She coined the term, or she just made the term, courageous creativity. That's what you're talking about. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? You paint something, you write a book, you write an article, you create a character, Christine – what if somebody doesn't like it? Well, too damn bad. Who right. created it? Do you like it? Is it doing anything for you? Did you sell a million books? Well, I don't know. Wait, wait till I get to the number of followers. Some of people having birthdays today who are on social media, you be blown away with what they're doing with what culture is looking at right now. But mm-hmm. that cu- courageousness, I remember when I started doing, I, I had, Thousands of shows I've done. I have four series on public access TV in Great Neck, Long Island, where I lived for 32 years before I moved to Durham, before I moved here. And uh, I remember one of my neighbor's wives said she saw me on TV. And she said, I didn't like your skirt. I didn't like the glasses. I think you should wear pants and contacts. And I thought you needed more makeup. (laughs) Is there anything that needs to be said Hell no. Thank you, Adele, for your input. I appreciate that. That was her name, Adele. I don't know if she's still alive or not. I thought, seriously, I have the courage to go on TV and talk to people and say I'm proud to say I'm the creator, producer, and host, and going out on many channels all over Long Island and other parts. And I have the courage to tell me she didn't like my skirt and didn't like my glasses. Okay, well, we're just going to have to let you not like those Mrs. Adele, S is your first name, first letter of your life. We're just going to have to let you. Nancy is just <laughs> Nancy recover, please. The show isn't that much longer. I, I need you to be okay. It just so I I know I know, but when you do a painting, people are like oh I don't know why did you do that? What's what's a bunch of colors? What is that? It does it matter, Robin? Hell no! You like it, I like it. It's okay. I lo- And I produced one of my plays for the community. I was in in Durham, and people didn't get it. They did mm-hmm. not get it. And the comments were, oh, was it a dance recital? There were dancers on the stage. And, oh, why were those people? Their lips were moving, but the voices were coming from off stage. They were just emoting. Yeah, this was supposed to be in their head. And why were there so many people there? And what was the point of the show? And why <clears> did you do And I heard them. Some of them came to an after party. I had an after party for about 50 people. People about their friends, their families, their spouses. And people were putting down the play. And I said, well, that's the way I wanted to write. I rewrote characters to make my actors happy. I taught the actors how to do characters. It was very, very interesting how people responded. So I would say (laughs) have the courage to not pick your audience and not care what people say. Right, Robin. Right, Christine. Yeah, right, Nancy. It's owner. Absolutely, yes. it's owning it. Own yeah. yourself. That's right. Own, own your shit. Some people say just own your <laughs> shit, and that's that's the way it has to be. It doesn't matter if somebody didn't like it, especially if you're not selling it. It doesn't. If you're selling it, that might anyway. Blah blah blah. Thank you all. Um, I wanted to say something and I forgot. I'm saying so much tonight. I, I will. Oh 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 oh, oh. Christine. Yes. I took improv. I took improv classes. I had my own stand-up comedy troupe. I did comedy stand-up with a small troupe in New York and on Long Island, Borders bookstores and libraries and had a blast, had, just had a blast. But I took, I took improv training from, I think Judy Carter was her name, and Michael Gelman was with Chicago Second City, and he was teaching mm-hmm. character development. And what you do with the character is exactly what you said. Who are they? What do they eat for breakfast? Mm-hmm. What kind of shoes do they wear? What kind of newspapers did they Read when we are in newspapers. Uh, what color hat would they have in the winter? When Nancy was making them a winter hat, what colors would they have asked her to put in their cap for the for the winter when it's cold? What are, what do they say? What is their catchphrase? Who are their friends? That's what we did. We learned to write down everything in the character. When I wrote my mm-hmm. plays, that's what I did. Who are they? Who were their parents? What, what kind of food did they like? What kind of handbag did you have? What mattered to her? What mattered to him? So I, I applaud what you did, Christine, because you did the work you had to know who Captain Character was before you could write about him, right?
3: You- I did. And, and you, like you said, I mean, I really would look, you know, for the catalogs for men's shoes till I found what I really thought he was going to wear, mm-hmm. you know, and what style of shirt and and, and till that character became real. You yep. know, I knew what he was going to do or to think. and And
1: that's part of the creativity process when you when you can build something like that it's a fun part isn't it it's but it's it. re- responsibility is What if you put the wrong shoes on Captain Character? And somebody says, well, I don't think he has much character if he's wearing those wingtips. Anyway, okay. I tell you what, we have some famous birthdays to talk about right now. You didn't know that. Yes, you did. First up, uh, a Guyanese-British actress who stars as Shuri in the 2018 Marvel films Black Panther and the Avengers Infinity War. Her name is Letitia Wright. She's 29 today. Happy birthday, Letitia Wright. Then we have a rapper. If I tell you that there's a rapper is 55 today, American rap rap singer, I know that's what you call it, who is born Rob Van Winkle. Does anybody know what his rap name is? It's a flavor. Vanilla? It's not. Uh, go ahead. Vanilla what? That's all I have. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. Vanilla, Vanilla ice. ice. His 1990 <laughs> single Ice Ice Baby became the first hip hop song to top the Billboard charts. He was a motocross racer. He was in the national champions, but then, championships, but then he hurt his ankle. He got his nickname by performing with a breakdance troupe, and he was the musical guest for SNL back in 1991. Mm-hmm. And his daughter's names are Keeley Breeze and Dusty Rain. I'm just going to stop there. Happy birthday, Vanilla Ice. Nancy, what do you think? Don't even tell me. Rob Schneider, the comedian, is 59 today. Comedian and actor, a lot of Adam Sandler movies. He was in The Waterboy, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds, and Grown Ups. Titled, Character in the 1999 film, Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. And he was in the 2005 sequel, Deuce Bigelow, European gigolo. That guy gets around. And now there is somebody named Nick Saban. I don't know if you're all into sports or not, but he's one of the highest paid, most successful coaches in collegiate football history. He led LSU to national championships in 2003 and Alabama in 2009, 11, 12, 15, and 2017 coach of the year. In 2003 and 2008. And then I have a singer who may bring back some memories for you. Anita Kerr is 95 today. She won back-to-back Grammys for best performance by a vocal group. Her song was We Dig Mancini back in 1965. And apparently she sang, I don't know where this comes in, the theme from A Man and a Woman in 1966, I thought that was an internet, uh, an inter- instrumental. She and then, uh, this'll jog your memories. She and the Anita Kerr singer sang backup on songs for Roy Orbison and others in rock. She was a singer, a pianist, a producer, and she recorded more than 30 albums from the 50s wow. to the 70s. She is still alive at 95. Wow. Happy birthday, Anita. Cur- now I have some some interesting ones. Okay. Robin, you're sitting down? I Robin, am. You got, you, uh, I think so. I see you. On YouTube, there's a young lady named It's Funner. I-T-S-F-U-N-N-E-H. It's funny. She's 27. Um, Her real name is Kat, K-A-T. She creates amusing role-play, adventure, mini-game, and challenge videos from Minecraft and Roblox. I don't want any of you to get upset, but she has over 9 million subscribers on YouTube. YouTube, 9 million. Wow. Wow. You're sitting down, Robin. I warned you. She and her siblings formed the gaming group The Crew with a K. She joined YouTube in 2011. She didn't put her first video on until 2013. Her sisters are the gamer's Golden Glare, painting rainbows and Lunar Eclipse, and her brother is the gamer Dragonite, Draconite Dragon. That's one hell of a interesting family. Now we have a young man named Dynasty who is 27 today. He's a video gamer and his real name is Justin LeCount. He posts news updates, speculation, and in-game play on Mortal Kombat and Grand Theft Auto. The reason I wanted you to know that is because one of his videos was viewed. Nancy, you're sitting down? Mm. Okay, 182 <laughs> million times. 182 million times. Mm-hmm. And then I have a TikTok star named Autumn Monique, who's 20, and she's an influencer who posts prank content. And uh, she has a TikTok account called It's Autumn TikTok. And she has over 7 million views, and she features artists called, I don't know who these are, Stay Solid Rocky and Doja Cat. I've heard of Doja Cat. One of her most popular TikToks is a comedic fashion video about her date night outfit, and she only, poor girl, she only got 3 million views. 3 million views. We had somebody whose birthday was on a show, day of a show a couple weeks ago, and he posts slime videos. He had something like 9,000 followers. Why don't we do (laughs) a slime? Christy, <laughs> what are we doing wrong? Seriously. I have no I, idea. I, I don't know where we're appealing to, but we're we're trying to. Yeah, we're trying to build character. Okay, this day in music history. On this day in 1969, George Harrison's Something was released by the Beatles as a single. It was his first A-side. And this day in 1970, the next year, Jim Morrison was sent to, to six months in jail and a $500 fine for indecent exposure and open profanity. But he remained free on a $50,000 bond pending appeal. I don't know how that worked out. And on this day, the same day, Easy Rider movie director and actor Dennis Hopper, you all remember him? He was all of 34 in 1970. He wed wow. Michelle Phillips from The Mamas and the Papas, and she was all of how old was she? 26, and they got wow. Yeah, they got married in Mexico. Guess how long the marriage lasted?
2: 30 days.
1: How many? 30 days. Uh, It's a little too long. Nancy, how many days? (laughs) That's what I just said. 30 days. You're the 30 days, Robin. What do you say? A a week. A week. Okay. All right. I'm going to give it to Robin. (laughs) Christine, did you have a guess? It was eight. They were divorced in eight days. Eight days, days. wow. Eight days, okay, so Dennis Hopper and Michelle Phillips. Okay, Uh, today we have holidays. It's Mm -hmm. Halloween. It's also known as National Magic Day. It's the start of Magic Week. It's Doorbell Day, ding, ding, trick or treat. It's Caramel Apple Day. It's Knock Knock Joke Day. And it's also the birth of Juliet Gordon Lowe. Anybody remember Juliet Lowe? She founded the Girl Scouts. She was born, I'm sorry for that, the Girl Scouts. She was born on October 31st. 1860. And those are all of the famous birthdays I have. And we've got six minutes left, and let's fill it by talking about where people can find all of you. And then we'll do a wrap up creativity statement. Let me start with you, Robin. Since you were last, let me start with you first. Where would you like people to go to find you and your book? I am at robinhit.com. R O B, and- wait a minute. R O, I love to spell R O B I N H I T T.com. Go ahead, Robin.
4: That is correct. And you can find Open-Eyed
1: Adoption for pre-order on Barnes & Noble right now. Congratulations. Thank you. Very nice. Nancy Orlin Weber, where would you like people to go? My name is my website. I'm going to spell it. N-A-N-C-Y-O-R-L-E-N-W-E-B-E-R dot com. Go
2: ahead. Correct. And my books, both The Life of a Psychic Detective And All Nature Speaks, which is more about working with animals,
1: are both on Amazon. Signed copies are at my website. Thank you very much. Again, Nancy Orlin, O-R-L-E-N Weber, W-E-B-E-R-1-B. Thank you, Christine Van Horn, where people find you. I know because I made a mistake and put .com, ended up in somebody else's website. You're a brave <laughs> soul for doing that. Go ahead. Where do you want people to go? Sure. It's uh, www.drchris, but it's D-R-C-H-R-I-S,
3: all lowercase, .dot .co. You're right. Not .com, but .dot
1: no. .co. Okay. So, uh, drchris.co. D R I have to spell. I'm sorry. It's yes, a compulsion. D R C H R I S. Dot co c o. Did I get yes, it? Yes, you got okay. it right. Okay, and good. then got everything
3: it. they will need uh, can be found from there, including how to contact me and Captain
1: Character and my other books. Thank you very much. Uh, can you send me the Captain Character book? Did you send it to Absolutely. me? Absolutely. I, I would adore seeing it. I would love to. I don't have young grandchildren anymore, but I would love to see it anyway. I want to know what you're doing. So let's do a, a summary on creativity. Just, I have about, oh thirty 30 seconds for each of you. I'm going to start with you le- first again, Robin. So we're, we're, Nancy, you're still in the middle, but that's a good place to be. Robin? What would you say, we don't usually give advice, but what would you say to somebody who said, oh, I'm not really creative, I can't, I'm not a psychic like Nancy and I don't paint like Robin and I can't create characters like Christine. What would you say from some advice on how to wake up their creativity? Just very briefly, Robin, then Nancy, then Christine, go. I would say
4: um, you aren't creative yet. You really are, but it's dormant and you just need to do something. Just do what's in your heart to do And it will become something. You will become something. And then you'll have courage to do other
1: things. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very nice. Nancy Orland Weber, what do you suggest? First thing, Mm -hmm. think of the word play.
2: So if you take a deep breath and imagine what your breath sounds like, feels like, the color of it, play. That brings trust back. And then whatever will happen, will open up a door and follow it. Don't be afraid to go into the new door, because if you keep it as playful, nothing can happen except enjoy.
1: Thank you. I like that play. We always say, a lot of people say that schools rob children of their creativity. I remember when my daughter was in first grade, I got a note home from the teacher sent home and she said... Your daughter isn't coloring inside the line. She needs remedial drawing. What are we going to do with her? (laughs) Well, this daughter at the age of 13 was painting great big acrylic abstract pictures that are still framed on my walls, went on to be a brilliant MD, taking care of very sick children, illustrated all of her biology and chemistry notebooks with the most fabulous line drawings. Thank God she didn't color inside the lines. Christine, your advice on creativity. Go ahead. 30 seconds. 30 seconds.
3: You need to create. So <laughs> if you, you know, have creative thoughts and you feel like you're creative, create something, you know, just put it down on paper. You know, when I got Captain Character, I just wrote the words Captain Character. I didn't know what it was going to be. I had never looked at a comic book in my life and I never liked cartoons on TV and I'm writing something like this. Um, that, but it took the act of
1: putting it on paper. Yes, so yep. just do the follow through and create. Start. Start. Just do something. There is do or do not. There is no try, right? Yoda, there (laughs) we go. I'm fitting that in there. Okay. It's time for me to do my closing. Thank you to Josh, our engineer, our one-name wonder. He's always there for me, and he's wonderful. And let me start with my first two closings. Here we go. First one is life is short. Get ready to laugh, everybody, on cue. Life is short. Break the rules, don't we all? Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. From what I remember, that's the only way to kiss. Love truly. Here we go. On the count of three, laugh uncontrollably. One, two, three. Ah I still should open the show with (laughs) I don't know why. And never regret anything that made you smile. And here's the final closing. Work like you don't need the money. Nobody cares. Get the work done. Make it. Spend it. Do what you want with it. Dance like no one's watching, but people used to watch when I was teaching and dancing on tabletops. No, not in a bar in a cafeteria teaching disco. Sing like nobody's listening. I promise I won't sing again on the show, but maybe not. Love like you've never been hurt because we all have. Get over it. Move on. Let your heart open and regrow and love yourself and find somebody or something to love. Money talks chocolate sings and last but not least and i stole this line from another host and guests don't go away after we finish thank you for turning me on radio red over and out
0: thanks again for tuning in to read my lips radio presented by the voice america variety channel tweet your questions and comments to at radio red seven 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 join host aka radio red again next monday at 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern on the voice america empowerment channel we wish you a positively cool creative week